one left two left two step two step 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 two to step two ticka 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 burpa girl Nick got me on the uh, Aaliyah thing. Hi, everybody. Welcome to War of the Bay. My name is Kyle. I am Nick. All right. So like we were saying before the the, uh, the podcast, we're, Nick and I were talking about the NIT. So basically, right, not in tournament is what it stands for. No, it's it's National Invitational Tournament. But but I feel like they they figured out that, like, okay, well, it's not in tournament, but, you know, we have to, we got to call it something else. So, so, you, so you think they, they're like, hmm, abbreviations are popular. <laughs> like NIT. Give this to one of the interns to figure out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's not. It's a non-tournament tournament. Winning the NIT. I don't know, but I think it, doesn't USF have like a pretty solid record in the NIT? I, I, I recall something. I, I every time I go to the Sun Dome, you see like the banners in the Sun Dome. Of well, like, they gotta hang something. NIT, and then we qualified for the 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 NCAA national championships once. You, you, <laughs> once you see that? You see that, kids? Like grandpa, God. <laughs> so once again, we're we're broadcasting live during a lightning game because That's what we do as adults, our schedules can only align on one certain night. And that happens to be tonight, Thursday night against the Montreal Canadiens. So I'm adulting right now. We're adulting super hard. <laughs> I don't have many notes on the the lightning. I don't know if we should we should do that first or if we should save that for later. Well, if we save that for later, there's a good chance we'll have another result to talk about. Okay. I say we save it for later, and I say we talk about the thing that's on my mind right now. To dig into this behemoth of a... Yeah. Let's dig into, like, what's taking up a page and a half of notes on my notebook right now. (laughs) And Well, what are you going to murder me in cold blood over? (sighs) I just... Well, I've gone back and forth on this subject since, what, was it Wednesday or, or I think it was... It was Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday when it came out that the Rays are just going to fucking say, hey, hey, Loney, yeah, uh, go fuck yourself. And I've gone back and forth on it a few different times. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to think at this point. Or perhaps I do. And, I, and I've already said that I, I'm not a big fan of the decision, but I'm starting to kind of understand it. But still, man, still, James Loney. It had maybe one of the highest ERAs on the team, and batting average is not ERA. Or, I'm sorry, b- batting average, not earn run average. What am I talking about? <laughs> Already off to a great start, Kyle. Hey, <laughs> all right. You know, I had someone giving me shit today on Twitter because they're like, you know, I hate these baseball fans who for four months just you know do nothing and then come back and act like they have a fucking opinion on baseball. Makes us smart fans look bad. I'm like, fuck you, man. Like, you know, got other shit to do. Well, what is it? What do you do during the off season, base season? Just uh, or off uh, for baseball season? What do you just kind of like sit down and wait? I, it's those people that just like love oh, to. I, they, they 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 watch the farm system. They want to look at these fucking saber metrics. It's like, come on, man. I, I ain't got time for that. I'm gonna watch the lightning. Summertime. That's it's hockey. What's it's the, exactly. It's it's or, hockey. Or, or, I'm sorry, winter time. Talk about pre-draft Win- stuff. Right, yeah. You talk about the end of the football season. You watch hockey. That's that's your fucking winter. And then fall comes around, and or, or spring comes around. Boy, I'm, I'm getting getting all mixed up on this podcast. <laughs> Off to a great start already. This is the inevitable transition and awkwardness for me, at least, or I know you and I, at least, when we the the transitioning of the sports, where we have to realign our our, our eyes and our thought process to to calculate for baseball you're right you're like what because we're still what's on chris archer's goals against still, average i'm still kind of wired for football honestly i could probably watch a football game right now and get it and follow it pretty quickly actually i'm i'm more wired for hockey and baseball than i am football when i look at football I'm like, mm, I don't fucking... well especially because of the, the transition will be easier for you but baseball i just need to i need to get my head re-around it i'm at the point where i've already forgotten all the free agent moves i'm like and then the season starts i'm like oh yeah, he is on that team. That's right. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's... Uh, hmm. oh, yeah, that awkward time in the beginning of the season where you reacquaint yourself with your team because right. you have Bay Rays and everybody good leaves. No, I mean, like, for football. Like, once foot... Like, I'm at the point where I forgot oh, every... Well, no, I, I forgot every... Rays, too. Yeah, you're... Oh, you're absolutely right with that, too. Yeah, you're like, oh, shit, Kung Fu Panda is on the fucking... The, the Red Sox still. Wasn't that worth it? Got to trade him? There was an article today. Or not today. Or, like, uh, the first time we see David Price... Place. What was the article? Oh, just about his weight. Yeah. Well, I, I guess they're having problems with him. I guess they, they kind of don't want him. He's like, he's starting on the bench or something like that. <laughs> That's, good job. Good job, Pablo Sandoval. 
Way to, way to go. I saw a tweet today and it was like, remember when everybody said that the Red Sox won the offseason when they picked up Hanley Ramirez and Pablo Sandoval? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, there's no... When are people going to learn that's not a good designation? Yeah, you don't want to... Winning the offseason is a kiss of death. Don't want to be the offseason winner. But nope. speaking... I mean, speaking of offseasons and speaking of just, uh, you know, I don't know, offseason winners are just like what you've done in the offseason. I think the Rays have made some great moves thus far in the offseason. But, I mean, the one thing that it's been kind of hard for me to come to terms with is is this this whole James Loney situation, okay? They can't trade him. He's got a year left on his contract. He's scheduled to make, what, $9 million? He's, 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 uh, he's in the middle of a, um, oh, boy. I think it's a two-year, $21 million contract. So he's scheduled yeah, to well, make. You already got a bulk of that. Yeah, contract statics signed through signed through twenty sixteen. Three years, twenty one million. So I'm sorry, it wasn't two years. It was three years, twenty one million. Um, so he's what nine about nine million, right? Is my, is my math wrong on that? Like no, that. well, because you got to understand uh, understand there's guaranteed money in baseball and signing bonuses and stuff like that. Right. So for those that have been living under a rock and those that are listening to this podcast probably haven't been, but. I mean, the Rays have pretty much made it clear all spring that it's like, okay, we're going to try to trade this guy. Like, this guy's he's on the outs. We're going to tr- see what we can get for him. And then now we're at the point with a few days left to go into the opening day where we're like, well, he's not going to make the opening roster. Like, fuck him. He's he's done. Like, we're just we're just going to say goodbye, cut go our separate ways, and mm, kind of like what they did with uh, Rene Rivera. Yeah, yeah, Rene Rivera. Yeah, also like a sort of a. Um, well, my my question about Rene Rivera is, I mean, yeah, he he was a crappy bat, like a terrible bat, but now we're going with Hank Conger and Casilla, uh, Casilla, Kirk Casilla, Yeah, I God, see, I'm out of baseball so long. Well, you know what? I I I I more or less agree with this move. I do agree with this move. In the sense, Hank Conger has a noodle arm. Hank Conger has a well. <clears throat> see, this is why. Okay. We're gonna be ju- we're jumping around here a lot, but this this is there, there's you have you have a good point, Nick. You do have a good point. Hank Conger doesn't have an arm. I mean, he he threw out one base runner in forty three tries. In forty three tries, I think that's the lowest since nineteen fifty seven, something like that. I think. And around, this guy's making us. Uh, uh, now what do you what? Nineteen fifty six. Stephen Dole whips in the chat. He's trying to get our attention. He says, "Guys, yes, yeah, Stephen." He says Conger can only go up defensively, and I guess you're right. When you're at the yeah, absolute, you're on the basement floor. Yeah, yeah duh. Yeah. Um, boy, where do you I, where do where do you start with this? Can we can we just get back to Loney real quick? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. This I'm whole sorry, James Loney thing. Around, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because the Loney thing goes right, into right. what I want to say about about Hank Conger and and the rest of the uh, infield. Um, but go ahead, Nick. No, 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 I was just about to say, with losing Loney, that actually leaves us with one first baseman, and that's Logan Morrison. Not, not necessarily. You have Steve Pierce, who is he plays the corners. He's yeah, no, he's, he's a utility back. guy. He's he's he can essentially play multiple positions on the infield, and I think you'll either see him or Logan Morrison at first base. Which, okay, so here, so here's my take on this whole thing. To me, James Loney has represented one of the best batting averages on the team in the last three years, and he had some of his best seasons, or he's he rather he had his best season uh, in 2013 uh, when he first came with the Rays, and since then he's sort of been on a downward trend, and that's that's sort of the the theme that people have been telling me. He's been on a downward trend in, as far as slugging percentage. Uh, he's been on a downward trend um, as far as on base percentage. Down, up and down the roster, we have we're a team of down trending trending players. You're right. I mean, that's my argument. When you look at the guys that have been hitting around James Loney, I mean, we his, his if you look at just uh, oh boy, his 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 strikeout percentages in the last couple of years, eleven uh, percent last year, or I'm sorry, eight percent last year, twenty seven percent. In 2000, wait, 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 what am I looking at? 27, Jesus. Oh, wait, yeah, 27% in 15, uh, 12% in, in 14, 
and 12% in 13. So it's gone up a lot last year, but we, but we as a team struck out a lot last year. Like, look at, look I feel at, like this is a similar argument to blaming a quarterback and then not looking at his wide receivers or tight end core. I just think that, that the, the line from the, from the team is like, well, we're switching to this whole power hitting thing. You know, we're, we're doing this whole power hitting thing. We're trying to keep up in the AL East where it's like, yeah, okay. In that sense, I get it. Like, I get that we're, we're trying to get Steve Pierce and Logan Morrison into, into the third base position because, or I'm sorry, the first base position, because when you look at first baseman's first baseman as a whole, that's the position where you expect to hit for power. That's a, that's yeah, the that, corners. That's where the power comes. Right. That's where you're fucking, you know, you're, you're, your your big power guys out your Albert Pujols and your fucking Miguel Cabreras like they're out there they're out there slamming but and your your uh, Adrian Gonzalez's you know they're out there playing first base and and knocking the cover off the ball but I mean who why why maybe I'm not just a maybe I'm not a baseball guy and, but like why does why is it like okay well he's a first baseman he's got it he's got to hit for power. Like, why does that have to be a thing? It's not. I don't think that's a requirement. I just think that's typical. I mean, my I thing is, like, it, it used to be that you'd see a guy, he's got a good average, the guy's getting on base, that's what you want. You want the guy to hit to hit the ball in a play and move the runners over or, or get on the base and have a base runner when you need him. Like, that's that's all, that's my line of thinking with keeping James on. Yeah, I realize his slugging is down, and I realize that uh, a lot of his metrics are going down. He had negative one wins over replacement last year, Oof. so I realize that that's going down. But still, I th- I feel like uh, you look at his average, and he's putting the ball in fucking play, and at least he's doing that. When we're when we're such a team that we're a team that like strikes out as much as we do, and that struggles to to produce the kind of offense that we did last season, it's like. Man, getting rid of a James Lawn, it just doesn't it, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. It what it jettisons for us is it, it allows us to I think it allows us to evaluate the talent we have on board in a more realistic sense. Because it, it's not nobody really questions when an, an aging veteran who's not living up to his power or his money because it, when a new system comes in, you see people make quote-unquote unexpected moves because they just don't fit that system anymore. Right. And they do it all over in every other sport, too. And you come in and, you know, when... Well, look at the Bucks. <laughs> I mean, that thing, that's the most common team we can all look at. And that's being... This gets blown apart every three or four years and reassembled and talent that we had or strengths that we had become weaknesses because they just don't fit that that linebacking core or the defensive end or for a four three or three four. Right. I think, Nick, what you said hit the nail on the head for what people were countering me with. Is that we, you know, we we're putting the emphasis on you know we've we've changed our philosophy as far as hitting. So I read an article on D Ray's Bay, uh, and and it's by let me get this guy some fucking some love. It's by it's by Daniel Russell, and it's it's on D Ray's Bay, and uh, it's in his it's in his article that's that's basically the Rays, the Rays 2016 preview. So he says in the last paragraph of his article, he says last year the Rays had a run differential of two. 644 runs scored and 642 runs allowed. Late in the season, the team transitioned to aggressive approach at the plate, which is now, which is how the positive, or which is how that mark became positive. So we've sort of changed our philosophy towards towards the uh, the end of the season. That's why you you saw guys like Kirk Casale do so well when he came in because the the, the philosophy had changed and we're, we're, we're the focus is on just you know hitting the ball in the play and 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 hitting the ball far. And not so much taking these strikes and working a pitcher out of his. You yeah, know. we need to stop taking strikes. It's it, so that's how many how many strikeouts did we look at last year that were important situations that our team just kind of took a pitch. Too many, too many, too many, too many is a good answer. Yeah, yeah. So now the 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 approach this year has changed, and the the roster the way the roster setup has changed. You got guys like Corey Dickerson and Steve Pierce and Logan Morrison, and these are some kind it, of. I mean, what the Rays fans would are, were used to consider luxuries that we haven't had normally. Right, right, but, but Nick, I will I, I will say that 
we're kind of doing like the patchwork deal here. You know, we're, we're trying, we do, but yeah, we're trying to be like the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Jays who put the, who just, you know, go and throw paper out in the air and, and put together these, these, uh, premier lineups. And I'm like, Hey, look at this. Jose Bautista and Troy Tulowitzki. Check it out, buddy. And we're like, Hey, Corey Dickerson and fucking Brad Miller. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, like they were like, duh, 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 duh. yeah, those guys are good, I guess. But you know, Brad Miller is kind of a fucking liability at shortstop. Yeah, kind of like a what? <laughs> yeah, and fucking Corey Dickerson can only hit in uh, Colorado, so it's. I just wonder, like this this new philosophy we're putting on our roster, is it really viable? You know, is, do you think we can actually keep up with the likes of the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Jays? Well, there's one true adage in sports that I think rings true, especially in baseball. Honestly, it's that if you're not getting better, or or if you're staying the same, you're getting worse. So last year we didn't win at all with the recipe that we put forth. Right. So pitching and defense is kind yep. of yep. Right. All right, blow it up. Try to do do it differently. Kevin Cash doesn't have to worry about being a, a first time manager. He's got a year under his belt. He's got a year under his belt in this team in this area. So, all right, what do you think we should do, Kevin? He's like, well, I think we should fucking hit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you know, leave it to a former catcher. Look, I mean, like I'm. I know I'm being an asshole about this whole thing. I've never been more excited for a, to see a lineup since I have with this lineup i mean let's see how evan longoria and steven Souza jr hit around the likes of Corey dickerson and brad miller and uh pierce. logan morrison and, and perhaps even steve pierce uh let's see let's see how that, that that pans out i mean let's see if these guys can can up each other's games and if this can truly be a power hitting lineup well it's the I best say, foot forward we've had but what i'm saying nick is even if it is even if it is even if that pans out i still don't think we're gonna have the bullpen and i still don't think we're gonna have the defense to keep up this year i really don't no no it you know how competitive it's gonna be uber the al east is already crazy competitive year to year this year it's gonna be insane because now you're injecting the toronto blue jays into the mix rather than just being the rays uh Yankees and Red Sox. Right, but more to the point is you're getting rid of a guy like James Loney. And sure, his defensive metrics have been down. Uh, mm. He's he's still better at third base than Logan Morrison and Steve Pierce. Okay. Then you have uh, fucking Ryan Miller at shortstop who had to work with Tom Foley this offseason to correct his errant throws. The guy, you know, you still don't know if the guy can set his feet. I, I saw Longo, bon, uh, you know, bongle a, a Longo bongo. He uh, a sure ground ball at third base. And, uh, you know, you, you say that, like, I think I saw something. Uh, I saw uh, like Ryan Webb, this 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 guy that we uh, picked up uh, this off season, a relief pitcher, and I saw that it's like, well, you know what? If uh, he's going to keep balls on the ground in front of this defense, you expect him to to you know be a good reliever. But I don't see our our defense being that great. Outfield, no, outfield, yeah. sure, yeah. I think our I think our outfield is second to none. But infield, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, good thing we have a good outfield because the ball's going to be getting there a lot more often than it was last year. And then to to your point earlier with Hank Conger, the guy who can't throw out uh, you know anybody, it's like, um, well, I, you know, he can't throw out anybody. However, Nick, however, did you know? I don't know if you knew this about Hank Conger, that he is an elite pitch framer. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> He's gonna be on the fucking me? roster. Not this again, really? <laughs> this again? We're doing this again <laughs> for another three? Well, I, I mean, uh. say what you will, man. I mean, I, I think that I think there's something to be said about that when it's a, when I when I see it on fan graphs. That's, that that's the, like, oh, she's got a great personality, though. Yeah. He, well, he could frame pitches, and that, and that's a good thing. That, I mean, that's not a bad thing. That, Look at a picture frame, and then that costs a lot less. And then that guy can at least bunt. Well, 
I will say this. I will say this. For for what Hank Conger lacks in an arm, he makes up for quote unquote frame pitches, and he also he's got an okay bat. I think I think you'll probably see you'll see Hank okay Conger bat on our standards as a catcher. So he's going to be yes. batting at least one ninety. Definitely an okay bat. Definitely better than a Jose Molina or a fucking Rene Rivera. I think you're you're going to see you're going to see Hank Conger. He's going to be out there for righties. And then Casale will be out there for lefties. I think that's I think that's what'll happen because Conger's Conger's like terrible against lefties. So I think you'll see. Cause, but the thing is with Conger, Conger's a, he's a switch hitter, so it makes you wonder. But yeah, how can you be bad against lefties if you're a switch hitter? Well, I guess because you're a switch Anywho. you're a switch hitter, and it's like, well, you know what? The answer is because he's a race catcher. That's what's that's why. Yeah, no, it's like it's such a raise move to pick a guy like Hank Conger. Well, he could frame pitches really well. Yeah, the Rays only fight going on in the in the game right now. Oh, really? Yes. What's the what's the score of the game right now? Two nothing Montreal. Damn it! Marchesal just got into a scuffle. God damn it, Marchesal! He's you piece of shit. Oh, why are you talking about? He's great. I don't know. So, um. Yeah, that's. I think that's all I wanted to say on the uh, as far as the Rays offense goes. And I was about to say offensively, yes. I mean, I think I think we're going to see one of the best hitting teams we've seen in a long time, and it's going to be fun to go to games because they're you know we're gonna. I think I think we're going to see a lot less strikeouts and a lot less low scoring games. But at the same time, Nick, I honestly don't think our bullpen is going to be able to keep up. I think our oh, bowl. What are you talking about? We just got a Rossimo Ramirez injected into there. And what's he going to do? Like he's wh- going to do things. Like what's his role going to be? He's, nobody knows. Like okay, is he going to be like the long relief guy? Is he essentially going to be like your Al Colome from last year, or like what? What's going to happen? He's going to start from the bullpen. How about that? <sighs> but, and that's another thing: four-man rotation until I don't know. Which. It makes sense because the way our, the way that our um, the way that our off days work out, we really won't need a fifth guy until like April twenty fourth or twenty fifth. So I guess it makes sense to go with the we'll four man okay rotation for most of that time. But but at the same time, man, like where's our fo- like if one if like Alex Cobb, Drew Smiley, Jacob Ariza, or one Matt goes Moore, on a slump, we're fucked. Or if one of them just like oh my arm hurts and we got to take him down for a fucking. Six to eight weeks. Matt Andres. Like, yeah, Matt Andres, get up here. Erasmo, you're a starter again. Go. <laughs> like, uh, I wasn't used to doing this. Uh, <laughs> ow, ow. Yeah. It just, I mean, with Smiley pitching on half of a fucking shoulder and. Mm, Is it really half? I don't know. Well, they all looked good in, in spring training. I mean, Archer, Smiley, Odorizzi, and Matt Moore, they all looked. And Archer got a comebacker straight at him. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that was a scary in the moment. Mixed squad game. Yeah, I guess it. I guess it went off his glove or something. He was able to deflect it. But thing is, is like it's an inter squad game. Like you don't friendly fire an inter squad game. What are you doing going up the middle, idiot? But Nick, the the thing that I I think I've learned being a baseball fan is that the most important part of your team is your bullpen. It really is. I mean, you. I mean, you're gonna have those games that you win twelve to one. I would argue that it's your starting rotation, but we can both agree it's pitching. I it, pitching, yeah, pitching, pitching is your. I, I think maybe I'm a little bit wrong. You're a little bit right here, but I think it, it all boils down to bullpen. I mean, can you maintain that lead? Can you can you hold on to that lead? And if if you can't, then you fucked. I mean, look at the Rays last year. I mean, we we there was plenty of opportunities that we had to. That's why keep they play nine losing. innings? Right, exactly. And in years past, we had the bullpen that was able to to keep us in games and have us win games. And I, I just don't know. I don't know if we have that this year. No, we clearly. If we do, it's it's going to be from some unknown. Right. You got you got Xavier Cedeno, who he he could be. You know, he could be maybe your your closer. He could be eighth, seventh inning guy. You got Steve Gelds, who used to be your seventh inning guy, who last year they were they were calling like he was they were he was a part of the quote unquote triplets of the Rays uh, oh, with that. with Gelts, Boxberger, and McGee. But you had Gelts, who was who was a solid uh, seventh inning guy, but sort of uh, died off uh, at the end of the year. 
Uh, you have Ryan Webb, who is a you know he's a veteran presence, and he's a guy that's gonna he's gonna pitch a lot of ground balls. But this, you know what I said earlier, I don't know that a lot of ground balls are good with those arms. Yeah, but don't forget about Bellotti. But Bellotti. Mm-hmm. Who's that? I don't know. It says A Bellotti. I'm looking at the bullpen depth chart. <laughs> I'm looking at Alex Colme, Xavier Sedano, Ryan Webb, Ernie Romero, Danny Someone Farquhar. Farquhar. And uh, Dana Evelyn and Steve Geltz. I got A. Bellotti. Yeah, fuck Bellotti. Hey, hey, fuck Bellotti. Oh. Get on out of here. Oh. Let's see. What else do I got here? Uh, that's Do you it. remember Kirk Casale being particularly good at uh, throwing people out? I, I just remember him being particularly good at hitting the fucking baseball. And that's all I care about. I True, 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 true. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's uh, yeah, that's all I'm focused on at this point. Old sure out Rivera's gone, so. Yeah. So I don't think, see, like when you go up and down the lineup, I don't think you have. You know, like a, a an out anywhere. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so I know we we weren't talking about this before the podcast, but I'm gonna spring something on you, man. Do it. Okay, I want your dark horse, like word of the bay, Kyle's Rays MVP of the year, Steve Pierce. Really? Yeah. I'm I'm going with Brandon Geyer. Really? I think Brandon Geyer has a phenomenal year. I think Steve Pierce is a guy that you're gonna. He's gonna be like the the uh, Logan Forsyth of last year. He's oh, the got, guy that nobody expects to do well and does pretty well. Right. And he's, you're, you're putting him at, at shortstop. You're putting him at second first and he's doing well and he's still hitting the ball. Well, I think Steve Pierce is probably going to be your like, Oh, holy shit. This guy is actually pretty good of this year. And and mark my words, Ar- Archer's going to be in the, in the rotation for Cy Young. Although I do, I do agree with you, Nick. I do think Brandon Geyer is up for a, a big year this year. I do think that he's gonna. Uh, I, I just hope. see by he's a, he's a durable guy. I just think, I don't I don't I don't ever being recall being so optimistic about a lineup as I have been this year's lineup. You know, and this is a good lineup, but if yes. it's it's it just depends on if if other facets of our game can hold up. Like, can our defense hold up? Can our bullpen hold up? If not, then we're really fucked. Like yes. really fucked, because we're going to be losing a lot of games seven to eight, six to five, right? Or you know three to two, or or uh, one to two, those sort of games. Where you we know, just mentioned a bunch of one run games. Yeah, so. you just need to you need to hold the hold them to the fucking one run, and then you're like, ah shit. Well, I guess you know maybe we can maybe the offense can come back and the fuck ah shit we lost. <laughs> <laughs> so but, Kyle, who's your put up or shut up moment uh, or player of the year? You mean the, the guy that needs to step up for us to have yeah, a good year? Yeah, you got to prove it to you or get the fuck on. Alex Cobb. For sure, Alex Cobb. If Alex Cobb can come back and provide us with that and provide us with a, a five-man rotation uh, of of Archer, Smiley, Odorizzi, Moore, and Cobb, who beats that fucking lineup? And if those guys can go deep into games, but I think if the, the most important thing is if Alex Cobb can come back and he can contribute to this team, and especially at the time that he's going to be coming back, like he's he's going to be coming back mid to late season, and by that point you're going to know whether or not the Rays are are, are a contender, or yeah, at least shaping up to be a, a better picture. Right. So if he can come back and if he can be dominant like he was before, then it's going to be fucking. It's going to be hard to beat us, or it's going to be hard to beat our rotation, our starting rotation. Who knows? Who knows how we'll put? What about you? Um, I actually had a hard time with this. I have two players. Okay. And one one's a, a veteran and one's a, a newer face to the uh, for to the Rays at least. And so I guess it's high between Desmond Jennings and Souza. I got to see Ooh. I got to finally see something from Desmond Jennings. Like <sighs> last 3 seasons I've heard I'm going in, I'm finally healthy. I'm de- I, no, I'm tired of it, man. Like do something. I, I've given he, up I've given up on Dez. I've given up on that man. I, I'm sorry. I just have. But I like your pick of Souza. I think Souza's got to step up this year. Oh, we got a penalty shot. Not to interrupt you, we got a penalty shot by Andre Pilat. Going oh, Pilat with the fucking penalty shot. Can you live commentate it right now? 
Um, yeah, sure, but I think it's actually rather delayed. But uh-huh. sure, yeah, go ahead. Well, it's delayed for everybody on the, um, on the fucking podcast. He's in the center dot. They haven't given the this, the release yet. Camera pans out. He f- all right. He shot a booger. Now you gotta. <laughs> oh Jesus, dude! He looked through the. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He did the Sean Summers thing. Gross. All right. He's approaching the center dot. He's with the puck. He goes right. Deeks left. Shoots. Oh, pad save by Scrivens. Oh, Scrivens. What's up with that guy, man? He's like, it, some games he seems like he's a god, and then other games he seems terrible. Eh, well, he's a bitch. Yeah. Fuck Carey Price. Fuck you, PK Subin. Fuck you. Fuck you, Montreal Canadiens. Get well soon, though. Get well soon. I, I want. Oh, yeah, I'd rather beat the Canadians. Canadians. Fuck your team. I'd rather beat the Canadians at full strength than at this this like shitty team. So if they beat us now, then good on good on those guys. Good on those guys. What were good we? on yeah. Good on you for getting up a, <laughs> uh, for a game that didn't count. What were we talking about though? Uh, baseball. Oh uh, yeah, more or less. I, I've See, I've run through my list. Juniors, prove it to you. Moment. He's got to prove it to me this year. This has got to be the year where I say, okay, well that Myers trade did pay off, or where I'm like, ah, fuck. We <laughs> guess we didn't well, get fucked a little bit. I think it's to a point where um, early in the season he's got to show within the first quarter of the season he's got to show that he he belongs on the major league roster. Right. He's got to show us something. Because as of right now, he's a, he's an average to below average defensive player. He's a he's a batter with some pop, but a lot of holes in the swing and a lot of fucking strikeouts. Yes, uh, many more strikeouts than you're you're worth with that batting average and power. Yeah, I think this this has got to be Sousa's got to step up. I like that pick. I like the pick of of Sousa stepping up this year. Yeah. And I like I like your sleeper, Brendan Geyer. You got you got some good picks here, my friend. I, I did some research for baseball this year, and the small amount of spring training ball I did watch, Brandon Geyer looked like a professional ball player, unlike anything I've ever seen out of Brandon Geyer. You know, like just yeah. the way he was approaching it. The the at bats he looked more calm. He looked like I've been there, done that. I don't know. Maybe because he got some regular playing time last year, gave him a little bit of confidence. I'm pumped. Looks for good Geyer. on him. Yeah, it look it looks great on him. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about this year. Despite my despite my earlier grievances on our, our the holes in our game, I think you know I'm I'm looking forward to a good year. You know what I mean? I I think we have a a decent year ahead of us. We just we we have to. It's kind of like a, a, a sea a, or a, a rough sea within a small ship. We have to just weather it out. We yeah. have to get past these these injuries. These early injuries can't kill us. See, a lot of things have to go right for us in order to be competitive. Yes. That's that's my problem because when you expect things to go like when you expect everything to go right for you in sports, it never does. It never no, of course does. not. I mean, look at this. What we're going with the lightning right now. We're 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 going in full steam. Everybody's have healthy, and oh, our second best defenseman is going to be out until at least the second round. Oh, well. Speaking of that, let's take a quick break. Uh, and by break, I mean Nick and I are going to uh, take a leak and reload, and then we'll come yep. back. We'll talk lightning, and then we'll talk bucks. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, break starting now. We ain't got no Derek Shortpel on the the we're, podcast. Watching the lightning lose this goddamn game. Jump. I know. Choking. I think that's our problem. We 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 broadcast too much during lightning games. Well, we're gonna do it during Rays games. So fuck, fuck off. What do you want from us? Let's do it during games. Yeah, sometimes we're gonna do it. We're never gonna do it during a Bucks game. It's called being an that's adult. Sacred ground. Yeah, that is actually. Well, it only comes out on Sunday. Come on, lightning and Rays. <laughs> what are you talking about? Sometimes Thursdays. Sometimes Thursdays. We're never going to get a fucking Monday night game. That's for goddamn sure. I don't know. If Jameis keeps going uh, on the – he keeps on the up and up. You never know, my friend. You know, my friend, if we if we draft Vernon Hargraves and uh, – He's in town right now he's for in a town. visit. Yeah. I guess Vernon Hargraves got, has a serious boner for the Bucks. Please. Uh, move up for him. Take him. I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. We need it. I, ha- I mean, I haven't paid much attention to, like – draft talk but from what Neither, i either but we need it yeah for people that i trust i uh you know i hear vernon hargraves is the, the guy to get and speaking of bucks talk i got uh a guest for us this week really or next week i think oh oh let's say what yeah uh, i got gil from the bay cave he's gonna come <gasps> on formally Ooh. 
of Pewter Report. Drop some fucking knowledge on you. Drop some fucking science on the Bucks. I'm telling you. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. This is what we're going to do. That was knowledge. Damn, son. Damn. Gil dropping some fucking knowledge. That's you're right though. He's like, he's he's one of my favorite follow. I used to hate him. I'll, I'm gonna tell him this next time we, we uh, when he gets on the next podcast we next week. Well, yeah. when he gets on the podcast next week, I'm gonna tell him. I used to hate him because like he would say shit that like made sense, but in a way where I was like, "Fuck you!" And then like I started following him. I'm like, "Ah, hey, he's a good guy. <laughs> he's great. I don't mind him." We once were enemies. Once enemies, now best now best buds. And he's worked for Pewter Report, so I used to subscribe to them back in the day. I think we all did at one point in time. Yeah, they were good. So speaking of the Bucks, I mean, is there any anything we need to touch on with them? I don't think um, so. Right? I overheard that Jr. Sweezy, when he hit the market, he was being pursued by half the league, and he sought us out. That was cool. Mm. I mean, I mean the line that's been coming out of the media is that guys want to play for a, a, a franchise that has a, a franchise quarterback, you know, like a James Winston. Yeah, we've never had that before. We have that, like, sex appeal <laughs> to yeah. free agents again. No, we had a fleeting glimpse of it with Josh Freeman. But yeah, I know, but we've never had it with having money to spend. And, like, a number one word-of-mouth kind of guy. Everybody knows who James Winston is, whether Not, good or bad. Yeah. And there's no catastrophe at the helm like Dirk Coder doesn't seem to be uh, somebody who will let the play let the thing implode <laughs> well no I'm just saying like he, he seems to be you know he's not like a college quarter or, or college head coach he's not a co- uh, coordinator that was promoted too quickly like this is a guy yeah. a decent guy I mean out of all the coaching changes that have happened in my you know since I've been a Bucks fan this feels like the least changey of them all Do I agree you know what I mean I agree we did it the best way possible, in my opinion. He was a coordinator for us last year. You know, he got his feet wet. Now he's ready to take on the big job. All right, we pr- promoted from within, and it doesn't feel like a huge change to me. Like when, you know, the difference between Gruden to Morris to Shiano or, you know, from Sam Weish to Tony Dungy to John Gruden, like those all felt like major big changes in philosophy and roster and team and everything. This one kind of feels just like status quo. Like, yeah, we're, it's just the next offseason. We're just growing as a team. Well, that's because we have a lot more stability going into this offseason than we did last season. And I think that's a great thing. I think Oh, that, it's that, definitely. It should calm everybody's nerves. Yeah. As far as offensively, which was our, our strongest point last year. So, yeah. Which is, again, new for us. So, Derek Brooks is doing... Um, he's doing, like, a ton of radio, and he's doing a ton of press recently. For the storm, for the storm, because like the storm season opener is. Ain't nobody giving no shits tomorrow, which is Friday. So I just don't care about arena football. Eh, it's fun. It's it's nice to watch when you're you know there's nothing else. Eh. But an interesting thing came out this week uh, with all the press that Derek Brooks has been doing. I guess I guess he has weekly conversations with Jameis Winston. Of that is awesome. Yeah, he's just kind of mentoring the guy, telling him to uh, to be patient, to not to not force things, and to uh, you know take things as they come to you. Kyle, I feel uh, very uh, spontaneous this podcast. Okay, would you allow the Bucks to win a Super Bowl if you had to go? If you only got to watch football from or via Arena League football? What do you mean? So Bucks would win the Super Bowl. You couldn't watch a single highlight of it, and the only football outlet you could watch is the storm. Would I would I allow that to happen? Oh yeah, would you do that deal with the devil? I feel like at this point, I have so many friends that are Bucks fans that I, I like. I'd have to say yes, just because I want to see all my friends. Yeah, don't be selfish, you jerk. Yeah, I want to see all my friends just appreciate the Bucks winning. But at the same time, it, it wouldn't be the same for me because I couldn't say that I was there all year, yeah. and I couldn't. Can I? Can I like? Can I participate after we've won the Super Bowl? Like, okay, like we, we just won, and like there's a big party, and everybody's hanging out. Yeah, you're. Um... I guess your sentence or whatever should end the moment the, the Super Bowl ends. So <sighs> you can immediately be part of the celebration. Can I watch all the highlights after the fact? Yeah, you got to just be you basically you got to do this thing where you're timing going into the party and you're 
you know, the deal with the devil is you pull in the parking lot as soon as the final whistle blows. You get to walk in and right. see all celebrate. I'm essentially, I'm a bandwagon fan. Yep. Oh, yeah. And you're dubbed as such. Uh, oh, everybody knows. Yeah, everybody knows that you didn't watch any of the Bucks regular season. Oh, God damn it. You're too so fucking wrapped up in your storm football. Uh, <laughs> How about them fucking storm? They beat the Predators this week? Exactly. <laughs> like, what city is they, that? They beat the Los Angeles, yeah. Las, Las exactly. Vegas Outlaws? Yep. yep. Shit. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I'm going to have to. I'll, I'll say yes to that. I, I want to see everybody else happy. Uh, you know, Bucks are my team. They want a Super Bowl and everybody's happy. If I didn't get to see the season, I took I, I took the bullet for everybody. Let it be known. And that would be a brutal year for Order of the Bay. How? What do you it. think about the next game coming up? Well, I really don't know. I can't. They seem pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Judging what, by what their record. What do you like record. about watching them? Well, I, uh, I don't, really, uh, don't really get to see them much. Yeah. Oh, you know, they seem like a solid you see team. The, the storm? You see that fucking ridiculous interception by Vernon Hargraves? No. No. <laughs> Anywho, sorry. I just thought about that, Derek Brooks and the connection between the... No, that's a good question. Yeah. I, I, I guess the he's, he's mentoring young Jameis, which is good. I appreciate it. I mean, keeps them from raping white women, and that's all we need. Good lord! Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'll say this much: uh, Derek Brooks definitely has a bunch, a bunch of influences in the locker room. So yeah. whatever his fingerprints need to be on, they I'm okay with it. Kind of like uh, the uh, you look back on like the Mike Allstott of the of the. He's like that. He's like he's he's all connected within the within professional football and within the, the city. So he's like, uh, you know. oh yeah, he's gonna get a Parkway eventually. Oh yeah, there's gonna be the the Derek. You know how there's the Salmon Expressway. Yeah, there's gonna be the Derek Brooks Parkway one day. Guarantee it. Guarantee yep. fucking it. It's gonna be on a construction all the time. Hey, the commission liked one of my tweets about the podcast today. Yeah, just now. Oh no shit. He might. He likes us. We're friends. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to talk about something real quick. I, I made a couple of tweets earlier about um oh boy, about the um about just kind of like the, the fan base in and around Tampa sort of being fair weather as a whole. You know what I mean? Like the 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 amount of the people that that live in Tampa, but that support other teams, and it's like, oh wow, you know. When oh, the, I, who's the noon to three guys on six twenty? That's uh, T. Crass and uh, Night Train Lane. Okay, so Ronnie Lane is a Cardinals fan and a Rays fan. Right. He does not see a problem with Ray wearing a Rays jersey and a. Uh, St. Louis raised cap to a, a St. Louis um, Cardinals game. Look, I said, I think I said in the last podcast that I said if you're like a Braves fan or or, or St. Louis, but I think now I listen back to it. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you know, fuck those guys. Be a Rays fan. Yeah, he's like none of your business because T. Kraus took offense to it. He goes, that does that doesn't make sense. Why are you supporting another team if you're living in the area? The only took our, took our stance to it. The only fans I'll give exception to are Yankee fans because you're a Yankee fan. Ooh, you you pick you pick the fucking house in poker. Good for you. Exactly. You pick the field. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're rooting for the fucking house in blackjack or in craps. Oh yeah, great. You great job. Yeah, go support them. Whatever. Oh, twenty seven. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. But if you're down here and you're a St. Louis fan or you're a Braves fan, oh yeah, oh the Braves. Who would we root for? Fuck you. You know, do you do you enjoy watching baseball down here, or do you enjoy watching football down here? Then here so, goes Kyle's rant. Your local, support your local team. I'm just saying, man. I'm tired of this shit. Kill him, Kyle. Maybe this is maybe this is what I'm destined to live with for the rest of my life. And just these these fair weather fans that we have down here, the people that are just like, well, I mean, I like to raise when they're good. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of fair weather fans. We have we have the first time since 1970 where no Canadian team has made the Stanley Cup playoffs. 
Really? Yes. The first time since 1970, no yeah. Canadian team has made the playoffs. Almost half a, de- half a, a century ago. Yeah. Whereas most of the league is Canadian. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying fuck Canada because I mean, I love Canada. They invented this. Game. They invented the game. How can you not love Canada? I mean, like most of our players are Canadian, and but I think it's still kind of funny. It's funny in the sense that the, there's those guys who are like, "Well, hockey doesn't belong in the hockey south." Hockey doesn't obviously thrive in the south. Yeah. No, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, both Florida teams are going to be in the playoffs this year. How's Canada? Yeah, go, go take a look at who's off fucking one and two in the conference. There, the champ. state the state of Florida has two more hockey teams in the uh, in the playoffs this year than the entire country of Canada. Oh. Oh, oh, fucking Nick, dropping the fucking science on Canada right there. You're right. You're right. The state of Florida has more teams in the playoffs this year than the entire country of the people that invented Canada are being embarrassed by the sunshine state. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't forget the fucking California and Texas are represented quite nicely. Oh, actually, Steve, uh, on our on our poll or on our chat really did a nice job of this. He said, California, Texas, Florida, D.C. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We don't even have. Oh, this is a quote of the night. Eat your heart out. No, we don't. Melt. We don't even play fucking <laughs> pond hockey down here. Uh, we play street hockey on old basketball courts. That's what we play. We do. Yeah. I, I remember dropping the puck for you, Nick, when playing on an old basketball court, we used to keep the pucks in a cooler with ice and then, and then we. Oh my you know, god, that was fun! Yeah, we yeah. change the puck outs every few times. You have goalie on either side, and you play on an old basketball court. You're playing roller hockey. Oh, Florida doesn't have hockey. Fuck you. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I played. Be creative about it. I played as much fucking pickup hockey as I did pickup baseball. Or not football. Not football. I played much more. Football I definitely than. played way more football <laughs> than anything. But as but much, it definitely uh, hockey definitely outpaced me in childhood baseball and definitely sure. basketball for sure. Both of those things, yeah. I'd say, well, basketball, I say, may it might be a tie, but for sure with hockey or for sure with baseball, play way more hockey than I did baseball. Yeah, we also this is our second time hosting the Frozen Four. There's a definite grassroots effort to grow hockey down here. Yeah, it's very, very silently becoming. A mecca of hockey. Yeah, we've we've had how many Frozen Fours? I think this is at least three, right? Am I right? Uh, I believe this is our second. We got to get Anthony. Where's I'm gonna text him right now. <laughs> Live on the podcast. What are you doing? Help us. Help Anthony. Well, you wanted to, you wanted him to explain the playoff seating, and I mean, you you are you're humble enough to at least admit that it, you get a little confused. Yeah, when it comes like to as play- much as a hockey fan as I am, I don't understand. Because I I wrote out the the way the Eastern Conference stacks up right now, and it's Tampa Bay, Florida, Boston in that order for one conference or one division. Washington, New York, and Pittsburgh in the other, and the two wild card teams are the Isles from New York and the Flyers from Philadelphia. So those are your eight teams. I just don't know how they seed. Yeah, and neither do I. Oh shit. Steven, Dole Whips, he's the only guy that's been in the chat the entire time. He asked, he asked a great question that I wanted to bring up. So I guess that Mar- Martin St. Louis uh, is here for the Frozen Four. Fuck him. Really? Still? Fuck him. No, no, because I did say that once he's retired, all's forgiven. So I guess all's forgiven. Yeah, I think I, think I forgive that guy. He's in a movie, though. First, but I think the cheers will be louder. Yeah, that he's in a movie. I bet it's Batman and Superman. I'm gonna ask oh, him. what an idiot. I'm going to see that, though. I'm going to see it. I do, too. I have nobody to go with because Jesse doesn't really want to watch it. Come with us. You want to come tomorrow? Mm. You want to come down here tomorrow and do it? I got parking can't passes. tomorrow. Oh, come on. No, I can't tomorrow. I have plans. What about oh, what about Saturday? Saturday's not even good either. I've got plans. Come on. I'm a busy man. Come on. Let's go see Batman versus Superman. I know it's a pile of shit, but I want to see it anyways. I do too. That's exactly. What... <laughs> we yeah, do, it we is need Batman. a hashtag stat guy. 
<laughs> Anthony hasn't seen Batman versus Superman. I hear it's I hear it's dog shit, and I I knew it was gonna be dog shit, but I still want to see it's it. It's my dog shit. Yeah. I want that. I want to see it. I want to confirm with my I want to see with my own eyes that it's dog shit. Yeah, I want to, Plus, I'm just really interested to see the train wreck that is Ben Affleck as Batman. No, I I I actually hear that he's good as Batman. I'll make my own decisions. Thank you very <laughs> much. I'll be the judge of that, sir. <laughs> so wait, I missed it last episode. We're gonna do it just because I remember it now. The Lightning's record as of right now is 44, 27, and 5. And that is... That's an- good for 93 points, tied for first in our conference. By the way, I, our division. I love how on Wednesday night, like, we we didn't... Or, I'm sorry, was it Thursday night? Thursday night, we didn't even play, and everybody everybody else in our division lost. We're like, hey, we're in first place! Hey! <laughs> hey! Hey! Here we are, first place. All right, we did it. We did it, guys. Get it. Woo. Hmm. Anthony strike twice TB on the text line did not like Batman versus Superman. <laughs> He's, I said you like it. He's like no, quite the opposite. <laughs> oh boy, I'll still see it. Yeah, me too. I'll still give Zack Snyder my fucking. I think money. this would be all. I think you and I would both have a, a different opinion entirely if we had to pay for these things. Yeah, look, Nick, I think. I, th- I wish we did a Shark Trapper this week. We didn't do Shark Trapper this week, but I think Zack Snyder, he, he's like got his dick hard for Frank Miller. So like he wants to, he wants to direct, direct these like gritty ass. I don't know what that means. I don't know who those people are. Frank Miller, for if you don't know, he did. You said I did. He did 300, which Zack, oh, okay. Zack Snyder directed. He did the Dark Knight gory action flick. Yeah, it was it was fine. He did Sin City, which Zack Snyder also that. directed, and then he did the Watchmen? Dark. No, well, Alan Alan Moore did the Watchmen, which Zack Snyder did an okay job with, but it was basically a shot for shock remake of the comic book. But with with that wrong with that with Batman versus Superman, he took Frank Miller's Batman from the Dark Knight Returns and just threw him into with the fucking Superman and it was just like, yeah, go. You I just know. can't wait. I just can't, can't wait to see that scene where Batman and Superman are fighting and Spider Man comes in and takes Captain America's shield away. He says, "Hi guys." <laughs> I just I think that 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 fucking a lot of a lot of a lot of true comic book fans aren't really a huge fan of Frank Miller in the first place. Yeah, that he killed it on the Dark Knight Returns, but I mean, when he did the Dark, he did. Uh, he did another comic book. He's famous. Frank Miller's famous for the goddamn Batman, and he basically he he just he's too over the top with the fucking characters, and he's too he he tries to be too gritty. I just isn't he over? Isn't that over top though? Yeah, that's that's Frank Miller. I mean, that's what he does. I don't know. How do we get here? <laughs> because uh, there's no football to talk about that's and true. hockey's. Meh. Yeah, I mean hockey's. We're we're gonna make the playoffs, and at, yeah. at that point. I I I don't know, man. I mean, with with uh, with Strawman out for a long time, what are we gonna do? Uh, Schuster's gonna play a lot more minutes. Matt Carl's gonna play a lot more minutes, which scares me. I mean, as it stands now, you got Hedman, Carl, Garrison, Schuster, Nesterov. Coburn, and Nesterov. And you got Matthias Olin and Anton Strawman on the on the fucking uh, injury oh, list. Oland, oh, oh, Oland, yeah, he's not gonna he he's he's gonna retire. He's gonna be coming off the books finally next year. But I mean, the, the, you look at the last game that we played against the Predators, and uh, was it the Predators or was it the the Can- the Can- the Canadians? Toronto. It was Toronto. Yeah, that was three nothing. It, that, was, that, that honestly, that in my opinion, that was one of the best performances I've ever seen by a goalie. Yeah, where did I get the Predators? I'm a dummy. I don't know, man. I'm a dummy. I'm a dumb. Don't listen to me, guys. But yeah, yeah. It was a uh, four save shutout. Ben Bishop rocked it. Yeah, Ben Bishop rocked it because he didn't have anybody playing in front of him. That's the, that's yeah, the concerning that's issue. Like, if we win the Stanley Cup this year, it will be on the back of. Ben Bishop. Oh yeah, he's gonna have he's gonna have to have he's gonna have to win the fucking MVP trophy for us to even have a chance in the playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't know, but, man. but you have to say that about every team. I don't. Goalies gonna have to get hot. Your scorers are gonna have to score. I don't. Tr- yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hey, uh, fucking Ben Bishop's gonna have to have the game of his life. And I tell yeah. you what, the next goal is the most important goal of the game here. Yes. Yes. 
Not quite. I'm going to need this. You I, can't say must win, but you sure mean it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You don't like to, you don't like to use the term must win a lot, but in this but game, it's a want, must you win. You can't go down. Oh, four. Look, no shit. Tyler Johnson's really going to have to step it up on the second line this this uh, game, or else Lightning's not going to win this game. You need to have scoring from all three lines. There's talk of bringing back the triplets. I don't know. I think we might need to reignite that magic. Re- reunite the triplets. I, I you know kick what? That, kick those tires. I agree, but then what do you? I mean, what? So okay, you 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 put your the tri- you reunite the triplets. So I guess you you put Marchessault back on the. Uh, the third so line, and then maybe that's the third line. So, what, what's the first line going to be? Stamkos, Kalorn, and Cali. I guess, yeah, it's got to be so Stamkos. Third line drops back to Philpola. I used to like. I liked when it was Stamkos, Philpola, and fucking. Uh, um, oh God, who was it? I can't remember. But I, I liked. I liked the pairing of um, Stamkos and uh, Valtari Philpola. I don't know. I don't. Uh... We, I, I don't like pairing up our cent- our cinnamon, but that see that's the thing. Stam Cousins, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I think I think we should reunite the triplets. I agree. Sign to bring them back. Move Callahan back up second line. Or or you know keep no. I'm sorry, triplets second line. Keep Callahan on the third line. Put Martrosal on the third line. You're yeah. talking about Marchesol, Philpola. Marchesol. Where's uh where's Nestorov? Philpola. And Nemestnikov, because Nestorov's the defense. Where's Nemestnikov working into this? Marchesol, Philpola, and Nemestnikov. And then you have the triplets. And then you oh, have this is funny watching you struggle. You have Alex Kalorn and Stamkos and fucking yeah. Put JT Brown. Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop. <laughs> And uh, Darren Poopa, right there. There you go. There you go. I think uh, I think that's a I think that's a telling time of what uh, what time of the podcast it is. Is it time to go? Uh, I'm just seeing us spinning tires here for uh, hockey content. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Look, I I have admitted. On this podcast, and I'm not the hockey's not my strongest suit, but still, reunite the triplets. Ryan Callahan, go fuck yourself. Alex Kalorn, you stay in the first line. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Steven Stamkos, go to Montreal where you belong. Jeez, you're dead to me. No, sorry. Okay, you come back. I bet you. I bet you. Who's that? So what? Do you, oh man, did you see? Before we go, did you see the uh, the big fuck you that LA gave to uh, uh, St. Louis? No. They they LA basically put up a billboard that said that said LA greater than St. Louis. <laughs> it was basically like, why would you? Why would you just tell the city that gave that, that lost a football fan to fuck you? Hey, fuck! It's like. It, Look at my they dick! Two tons of salt to rub in that wound. Oh, check out the fucking yeah! They're like running into the end zone, like Deion Sanders with their head, they're with their hand behind their head, like fucking high stepping in the end zone. Like nobody likes to show off. Like shut up, L.A. Yeah, you got the Rams. Okay, good. Oh, great. Don't lose them again, dicks. Don't, don't lose them again. Yeah, you <laughs> lost them the first time, asshole. Okay, Nick. If the Rays wanted, it, it, what if you had like the the face the St. Louis dilemma? The Rays. The Rays won a World Series at the cost of losing the Bucks forever. I would not take that because the Bucks are more important. To me. But you won a World Series. Don't care. Da-da-da-da. No. Da-da-da-da-da-da. I think if I had to, and choose. you have a storied hockey franchise. Yeah, but if I had to choose, I'd keep the Bucks and the Lightning. The Rays would be my odd team out. But Kansas City, they have they have one of the most storied franchises in professional football. Oh, wait, we're talking about St. Louis. Yeah, well, you got to go over to Kansas City to, to enjoy that shit. <clears throat> That's what I think you should do. And and then you got the Blues, who are just like, eh, we're the Blues. Meh. Hey, remember that time Cardinals. we remember that time we we almost we almost made it. <laughs> no. Gretzky played for us. Remember? Remember? No. Nobody remembers. Go away, Blues. Okay. 
Sorry. <laughs> I remember I, we got baseball tubers for the World Series. Hey, is there... Football's where it's at. Does anybody remember us? With no, no, no. Sorry. No, we're not doing this. Sorry. Who was their big guy back in the day? For who? For the uh, the Royals. Who was famous? He like jumped out of the dugout. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know baseball history. Oh, I bet. I, I bet when I say his name, you're gonna fucking you're gonna be like, oh. Yeah, probably. Do you know it, Bill Buckner? No, no, it was a Bill Buckner. No, it was uh, oh, that was the right between his legs, the Red Sox. It was this guy, it was this guy right here, George Brett. George Brett, yeah, jo- they said Pine Tar was too far up on his bat. Uh oh, uh oh, that's gone. How, how did we get to this point? George Brett, uh oh. And now the Royals have the one-run lead. 1983, 724, 1983. George Brett dings one over the right field wall, and the Royals are going to take the lead here. George Brett coming George around. Brett is just over it, and Billy Martin. <laughs> Who's just Yankees ho- oh? The bat. Yankees Martin. want now, the bat. Oh, it was against the Yankees. Frank is that he's got too much pine tar, and uh, of course it was against he's the got Yankees. To have a certain amount of distance from the trademark of the bat and the pine tar. And Nettles is leaving the field as if the game is over. Now he's just coming in. I'm not sure. Uh, they might I have a this. legitimate uh, gripe. And the umpires are going to get George together. Brett. George Brett Generation of people Look, think he died. Look, everybody cares about George Brett. You know, this is like a famous fucking... Where George Brett runs out of the dugout. He's like, hey! You are not allowed to have a substance of any kind above the trademark. Okay, fine. <laughs> Wait, hold on. And I can't tell from here. I just want to see. I just want to see his freak out. I cannot tell from here if it's uh, up too far. And now this is classic baseball. This is like '80s baseball. Stuff Great now. stuff. That's Nick is that the '80s? That's yeah, '83. Seven twenty-four, '83. Yankees and Royals. George Brett huh. hits a well, hits Brett a two-run home run. Five days after my birthday, before I was born. Yeah. Now the umpires are going so they're looking at the bat. About this. They're, they're about to tell him to go fuck himself. Oh, boy, I can't wait for baseball to come back. Isn't this just classic baseball? Oh, look, they, 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 they measure it against home plate. Oh, then he, wait, wait. And then George Brett comes storming out of the dugout. Hey, fuck you. George Brett. They used to have, they, they, it's, it was eight leadoff hitters and then George Brett. That's what it was. Okay, we can get out of here. Sorry, Nick. No, you're all right. I just had you're to, right. wa- I just had to watch some classic George Brett right there. I just, I still can't figure out how we got to Kansas City. Me somehow, <laughs> because I wrote down, I wrote, you know what, I wrote down in my notes, I wrote, um. Uh, Rams and Royals, because I wanted to bring up the hypothetical to you. Would you lose the Rams, or would you lose, or would you win with the Royals to lose the Rams? Would you win with wow. the Rays to lose the Bucks? I'd say no. Hmm. I'd, I'd say no. I, well, I want no, all my teams. I would never want to lose a team. I want. A, I want all my teams. And I think that's another reason why James Loney's leaving. They they just can't afford him. They're saying, ah, fuck him. Yeah, we're doing this whole new power hitting thing. Yeah, fuck this guy with this you fucking... You don't have much power. With this $9 million contract. You can get the fuck out of here. Listen, I'm, I, I'm only interested in two things. Fucking Albert Brooks and, and fucking Honda Odysseys. Stu Sternberg out. How? Uh, what? <laughs> he did like a Q&A with Mark Tompkin where he's like... He talks about following Albert Brooks on Twitter, and he loves he loves the Honda Odyssey. It's like his favorite car. Steve Sternberg. Jesus. Yeah, what a nerd. <laughs> what a fucking nerd. Honda Odyssey. And Albert, enjoy your Albert Brooks movies, Mister Sternberg. I want to go enjoy Batman and Superman. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna see that tomorrow. Okay. Uh, go to sharkdropper.com. Check out all of our podcasts. They are all there for you to enjoy. Anytime you would like to enjoy them, www.sharkdropper.com. 
Uh, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes if you enjoy us and if you enjoy what Nick and I do. Uh, go to iTunes and rate and review us. It helps us out a bunch. And if you want to support what Nick and I do on SharkDropper.com, there's a button called uh, Patreon. It's next to the home button. Uh, you can click that and you can donate a little bit of money to us. It only takes $12 a year to support us. And that's it. That's really it. I mean, you can, you can donate more. And then there's extra content on Patreon that we are, are, are putting up all the time. So uh, you can check that shit out. Yeah. Any bold predictions before we go? Um, Loney gets traded before he gets released. Oh, Loney does not get traded. And uh, Chris Archer. No. No, I, I, I'm not doing this. I'm not gonna. I'm not about to say Chris, Ar- Chris Archer is gonna go nine against the Jays opening day. Just, uh, just saying. Complete game, Chris Archer. Complete game. Bam. Opening day, complete game. Go fuck yourselves. All righty. All right. That was uh, an opening day prediction. That was a hell of a prediction. Whatever. Fuck it. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I dropped my mouse. (laughs) Dropped them. Boom. Bam, son. All right. That that was uh, that was worth the bait for this week. My name's Kyle. I was Nick. And we'll see you next week.